Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this Saturday. Coming up, we react to a huge night in the SSC Electricity First Division. Rory O'Hagan was at St. Coleman's Park for Cove Ramblers 1-0 draw with Galway United. He spoke to Shane Keegan and John Caulfield after the match. We'll hear from Rory and Cork City captain Keane Coleman after City's 2-1 win away to Waterford. They are just one win away from the title and promotion back to the Premier Division. It's a massive weekend in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship. We hear from the Newton Chandram camp on their win over Glen Rovers last night. St. Finbar's manager Ger Cunningham and Douglas boss Marco Callan give their thoughts on tomorrow's quarterfinal. We also hear from Imi Killy manager Dennis Ring and Rockies coach Jamie Harrington on their match. Aerogue survived the Premier Intermediate relegation playoff. We'll hear from their manager Paul Coakley and loads, loads more. All of that between here and 7pm. Aidan Leahy here with you until 7 o'clock on Cork's Red FM. Um, you can get in touch with us 0868 104 106 or at Big Red Bench on uh, on Twitter. Um, one live game I suppose going on at the moment is the Senior A Hurling Championship quarter final at Parky Cueve. Bride Rovers are in a commanding lead after 10 minutes of the second half. It's Bride Rovers 317, Klein 7 points and Klein down to 14 men as well after a red card uh, there um, look uh, not a lot of live sport on at the moment absolutely none on TV obviously uh, due to a lot of games being postponed uh, in the UK due to the death of the Queen um, I suppose the golf is kind of the the, the, the biggest tournament I suppose on at the moment uh, that went ahead in Wentworth today um, it's been reduced to 54 holes funnily enough uh, all the live jokes uh, being being thrown in at the uh, at the uh, DP World Tour but um Look, uh, I suppose it's good to see that they've continued on anyway and it finishes tomorrow. Uh, they took a break Friday, uh, back out today on course. Um, Rory McIlroy is best of the Irish. Uh, he's finished up his second round. He was 7 under for the day, 65. Uh, round of 65 for him. He's 11 under um, and it's high for third place. Um, just one shot off the lead. Uh, a joint lead being held by Soren Kielsen and Victor Hovland. Shane Lowry's in a tie for sixth place heading into tomorrow's final round. He shot a 68, leaving him 10 under um, all round and very close to sinking an eagle putt as well on the 18th which would have uh, put him tied with McElroy in third place um, but just uh, just uh, an inch away and uh, sank it for a birdie instead um, Gray McDowell made it into Sunday with a birdie on the final hole he survived the cut by shooting a 69 four under after two rounds for the Ulsterman. Uh, Jonathan Caldwell uh, faces a battle to join him. Um, the Northern Irishman is two under par. Um, so uh, he's uh, he obviously needs to reach four under to survive the cut. Um, so yeah, finishing up tomorrow after just three rounds, obviously due to uh, Friday being uh, placed being Friday's play being suspended due to the death of the Queen. Um, in football, the meeting of last season's top two is the standout among today's Women's National League fixtures, unless you're a Cork City fan, of course. Uh, current leader Shelburne welcome Piemont to Tolka Park. Uh, that kicks off at 7.35. Wexford Utes can go top for a couple of hours with a win at home to Cork City, which hopefully they won't um, kick off at Ferry Carrick Park is at 6. Uh, elsewhere, Galway beats Sligo Rovers 5-2 in a Connacht Derby at the showgrounds. Dealer Waves and Athlone are level up one all uh, just a few minutes remaining there um, 
and it's halftime at Markets Field where Treaty United host Bohemians and it's Bose who lead 1-0. Uh, in the Formula 1, Charles Leclerc um, has pole position for tomorrow's Italian Grand Prix, of course, home Grand Prix for Ferrari. Uh, he was fastest ahead of Red Bull's Max Verstappen, um, but the defending champion is one of nine drivers facing grid penalties in Monza. More grid penalties. Um, actually, it was two weekends ago that there was a load of grid penalties as well, which is, I don't know, it's quite strange, but you, would, you wouldn't bet against Max Verstappen cutting through the field again and getting back to win after the last time, but... Um, Leclerc's teammates Carlos Sainz was third quickest and he'll also be penalised um, but look big chance for Charles Leclerc uh, really should be taking this chance now and getting a win and at least prolonging Max Verstappen's um, race to, to winning back-to-back championships tennis uh, Tunisian tennis player Anz Jabour will hope to go one better than Wimbledon and win the US Open title tonight she takes on world number one Iga Svitek in the US Open final um, as she attempts to win a first Grand Slam um, and uh, yeah obviously lost out uh, to Svitek in the Wimbledon final so a uh, big chance for her um, play gets underway on the Arthur Ashe court at 9pm in Rugby Ireland's men's and women's sevens team both have quarterfinals at the World Cup in Cape Town this evening host South Africa stand in the way of the men's team and a place in the last four the women's team have a tough task they face New Zealand in their quarterfinal um, that one gets underway at five past seven the men take to the field after at half nine Alright then, um, that's everything brought up to date for now. We'll uh, check back in with GA scores later on as well as um, as well as bringing you all those previews and uh, reviews as well to the goings-on in the Cork Championship for now. Let's jump into last night's football and what a huge night as we said in the SSC Electricity First Division. Cove Ramblers so close to a huge win. One all it, en- it ended. Galway with a late, late goal um, but uh, it would have been a deserved win for, for Ramblers uh, we'll hear from Rory later on who was there but first of all let's hear from Cove Ramblers boss Shane Keegan Shane that must be a massively disappointing frustrating night for you heartbroken to be quite honest about it absolutely heartbroken it's a while since I felt this bad um, yeah look we put in a we put in a colossal effort absolutely colossal effort after after 15 minutes I felt like going home we could have been 3 or 4 nil down I thought we were going to be absolutely murdered um, and then we got a real real handle on things real real handle on things we got up and in their face more we didn't really change that in tackle we just basically started to get on more loose balls we, we hadn't gotten any loose balls early on <coughs> excuse me awful shifts. Um, and yeah I thought we gave as good as we got for the next 75 minutes we really really did um, look obviously there's an element to look in the goal um, but when you get to 90 minutes and you're still 1-0 up um, now look <laughs> I don't know somebody needed, somebody needed to be dead in my opinion for there to be 6 minutes of injury yeah, time I don't yeah. know where the hell he's managed to pull quite that amount of it out of it um, but we should still manage it better we get a throw in probably the 94th or 95th minute right here in the final third of the field like that should have seen us through yeah. that should have seen us through be clever down at the corner here buy a foul next thing the whistle is gone and you've won the game um, so that's the really frustrating part on the grand scheme of things it's a fantastic performance we've got a decent result what was very nearly a brilliant result um, and I suppose 
look if we're completely honest about things we're at a stage where performances are more important than points yeah. um, and we got a performance that's for sure like what difference would the two extra points have actually made in the grand scheme of things mm. it would have meant I could walk around town with me chest out and shoulders back thinking I'm a great lad because we beat Galway but that's about all that's the only difference that it makes mm. um, and two of our last three games now we played the two best teams in the league Galway and Cork and we feel that we should have won both games um, so that shows that this there's not a huge amount needs to happen around here for us to be quite a decent side second half you were by far the better team I thought what was the message at half time to the lads yeah, g- yeah give me give me what we got um, we just kind of hammered home I thought Manning was a bit of a thorn in our side in the first half so we particularly addressed how we were going to try and handle him um, and apart from that yeah it was just a couple of things around set pieces and that and then it was a case of give me more of what, you're, yeah. what you've given me because you've been as I say first 15 aside you've been absolutely excellent um, and that's what we did and we did say every set piece was going to be incredibly important um, yeah, <coughs> we knew again you know we had a couple of fellas there that we knew we weren't going to see 90 and it was a case uh, again you know give us 60 give us 70 then raise the hand and let us know um, and look it was almost perfection you know you kind of said that the result maybe it doesn't matter too much in terms of the grand scheme of things but obviously at loan winning is early you don't want to finish bottom is early either at the end of the season yeah well it's, it's, it's up to us to go up to up that loan Friday night we have them next Friday uh, it's up to us to go up that loan and, and get a result up there so it is and yeah look professional pride it's very very important that we do try and stay ahead of that loan but at the same time what well I can't speak for supporters I can only speak for the board because I speak to them regularly what do the board want to see you know if 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 that loan were horrendous and we finished second last because that loan were worse than us but we were also crap well that looks great on paper you're second last but are, are you moving in the right direction then you're not the only way to have signs that you're moving in the right direction is to be putting in consistent performances and at the moment we're putting in consistently good performances so I genuinely do think the performance is more important than the points right, just fine when you said the goal was a bit of a fluke so is it it's not something he does in training is it a he meant it today, really. <laughs> <laughs> he actually scored a cracker down there earlier in the year against Bray um, when we bet them uh, he's got a fine fine strike of a ball but uh, no I think he'd be a bit cheeky now to try and claim that that was the intention <laughs> thanks Shane yeah great stuff there from Cove boss Shane Keegan and maybe most interestingly of all here is Galway United boss John Caulfield John uh, must be a massively frustrating night for you here in St. Coman's Park yeah, well, I suppose, well, I, do, I know, Rory, is that when you come down here, you have to be very good because it's always a difficult place, you know, a tight pitch. And, um, you know, but I think definitely in the first 25 minutes, we had lots of chances, you know, in the post and then we had nine shots. You know, I know, I know someone went over the bar, but we had some shots from inside the box and, um, you know, then Cove get a free kick, scored directly from 40 yards. Kearns, mm. uh, misjudges it. And I suppose it's just been a bit of bit like that for the last four or five weeks for us, unfortunately. And, um, and in the second half, we didn't do enough, I felt, and uh, we didn't play enough. And I suppose, to be fair to Cove, they were hanging on for the, for the win. And, uh, but we had a couple of chances in the second half to equalise earlier than we did and um, you know so um, yeah we've, we've, we have we have to get racked together for the playoffs You said it's been a kind of a tough situation for the last four or five weeks what's been kind of going on is it just bad luck is it or what's going on Well I don't think you'd be blame bad luck I think we've had you know a, a few injuries that's unsettled us a little bit but still we have plenty of players that have come in but ultimately you know when you cross the line you go on the pitch we have to perform
performed the way you you played during the week of training and sometimes that's that that, that hasn't happened and sometimes you know we might look at ourselves and you know realize that you know our players are under pressure and they're, they're not able to perform and you know the, you're in the pressure end of the season and I suppose that's when you learn most about people then and um, so I have that from my experience because I know that when you're on the run anything that happens lots of lots of scenarios but for us it's been um, a bad four or five weeks How big is that game now next week against Cork City? To be honest with you City, City will be worthy champions you know when they win the league we have, we have a number of games to go to the playoffs it's more important for me to see can we get our form back and um, we just need to win the game so you're going to be like chopping and changing seeing like our players' positions up for grabs heading into the playoffs now? I see every position is up for grabs, Rory. So, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's it's more for us to try and see can we get our form back before the playoffs and can we get a win under our belt? And that's what we're trying to do over the next few weeks. So it's next Friday mainly about trying not to let City win its own in your own home turf? Or? Well, I think City are world champions. I think you know at the end of the day they, they've they've more or less led from the start. We've been we've been with them for a long part of the season, but in the final seven, eight, nine games when you need to stay in there, um, we haven't got the results we needed to get, and um, but we badly need to get back and win a match. And, and uh, you know I think we've five games to go. The playoffs. We know how difficult they are. We saw that last year, and uh, we should try and get our form back and our confidence back. And uh, that's what we we'll do over the next couple of weeks. Is it just any small consolation to you personally? Um, if you are going to lose the title to anyone that of course City are probably the best club to do it to yeah well I think look at everyone knows my connection with City and the whole scenario and you know I always feel we should never have been in the first division or our club should never be in the first division but they were and uh, you know I congratulate Colin because it's a, you know it's a, tough, it's a tough it's a tough situation and uh, you know we are in the first division you know he found it tough last year uh, City invested well this year and, and, and you know with the crowds you want you want City in the Premier Division and, and good luck to it um, my manager Garbus so we're trying to create something here we've new owners taking over the end of the season so you know we're trying to we're trying to get to the next level but it is difficult and um, but at the same time you know um, we still have, we have the playoffs we still have another avenue to get up but you know we won't get up on that performance tonight so we need we have a lot of work to do Alright I'm joined on the line now by Rory who was at St. Coleman's Park last night uh, for what was an, 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 an amazing night in, in the SSE Electricity First Division late drama and of course um, all the results point towards a massive game next week um, for Cork City away to Galway but first of all uh, Cove versus Galway last night Rory you were there one all draw and a very good result for Cove Ramblers and also for Cork City um, as you heard there from Shane Keegan, he was absolutely gutted that they didn't get the win last night, and they deserved to get the win last night. Aiden. Um, bar the opening twenty minutes or so, where where Galway could have had three or four goals, somehow they didn't find the net. Um, created a lot of opportunities, had a lot of shots, uh, and couldn't score. Um, Ramblers were amazing in the second half. They were it was like a game to house. They were just brilliant. They were a better team by far in the second half. They got their passing together, they got their movement together, they got everything together and they looked really, really good. Uh, Galway United looked like a team who were just going through the motions. It's kinda it's hard to describe. I mean like um for a team seconds them with a chance of winning the league. They didn't um, put up many trees last night in the second half and then Mikey Rowe gets that equaliser just a deep in injury time somehow the, the fourth official stuck at the board for six minutes where the referee got six minutes from I don't know um, but um, as you heard from Shane there as well like they had to be better they had a, a throw in at 94 minutes and just couldn't hold on to it and it was devastating really because it, it, it would have been a, re- a win that Ramblers deserved uh, because uh, I thought they were excellent last night I mean like 
Daryl Sullivan Connell's uh, goal was just yeah. incredible free kick from 40 yards the technique from it chance to his arm hit the crossbar hit, uh, bounced on the line went back into the net it was it was incredible um, Conor Cairns the, um, the Galway United keeper just completely misjudged it uh, and it goes into uh, the back of the net and after that God, we were just shell shocked. I mean, like they, they didn't create um, too many um, guilt edged opportunities. Paul Hunt didn't have too many saves to make last night. It was just that Mikey O'Connell goal, just really, uh, or Mikey Rowe, excuse me, uh, goal that um, really put a dampener on things. And uh, like St. Cummins Park was buzzing coming into the last couple of minutes there. I thought there was going to be a famous victory and they were denied that in the end. But look, very, very positive signs from a, a Cole Ramner's point of view. And um, we heard from John Caulfield there just a few seconds ago and basically saying um, what was it he said he said um, I, uh, uh, I congratulate Cork City they're worthy champions he said and you're, you're looking at him going well you play Cork City next week uh, you win that church within seven you win your game in hand you're within four points um, with three games left to play it's not mathematically impossible and that would put a lot of pressure on Cork City now Galway United will have to win all five games in a row and how Cork City slip up but for Cork to concede um, like that last night I wouldn't be happy if I were a Galway United fan listening to that maybe it's mind games Aiden. Yeah. maybe he wants to put a bit of pressure on Cork City and kind of um, kind of I suppose make lull them into a false sense of security but I just I, it was a bit baffled I was kind of a bit taken aback it was after after he'd said it and after another question it was just kind of it concerned me was, did he really say that Cork City League champions but look yeah um, yeah good night for Cove and you could hear just the, the disappointment in Shane Keegan he deserved that victory it would have been a fantastic victory for him that would have been a fantastic victory for Cove Ramblers but look it wasn't to be but a great performance and very promising signs for Ramblers yeah because there was a period after that equaliser for Galway where City had just conceded a late equaliser um, away to Waterford and uh, things and things were looking superb a couple of minutes before that City were 1-0 up Cove Ramblers were 1-0 up and all of a sudden it's all you know up in the air again and then uh, City go and win a penalty late on in the game and uh, Rory Keating from the spot from what he was signed for I suppose really that bit mm. of experience tucked it away and all of a sudden again uh, Cork City firmly back in the driving seat and as you said forcing John Caulfield to say those words whether there's another you know whether there's other motivations behind the, why he said that yeah look I would love to have been at the RSC last night when uh, the uh, the man with the best first name in the business Rory Keating yeah. um, scored that penalty look it looked a fantastic moment and absolutely fantastic stuff and look showed you how City digging deep and look that's the that's the result that's going to win you the league but look so it um like I went back and watched the game back last night um, on LOI TV and look City um, looked like they were going to have to just like settle for that point in the end it was uh, Owen or semi equalising for the Blues in the 90th minute and uh, but then just Rory Keating just stepping up ice in his veins um, and just burying it past uh, the uh, goalkeeper the Waterford goalkeeper Martin it was a fantastic penalty very very well struck Paul Martin uh, dived to his right guess correctly but just Keating placed it perfectly it was such a perfect penalty and he's just been so good for Cork City this year uh, you can really tell when he's not in the team Cork City really really miss him um, but look um, a fantastic result for City last night sets up a huge huge game 
in um, Galway next week um, City could win the league next week with a win um, so look it's it was a very very interesting night of football and it's uh, what they call the football is all about really um, just late late drama Corky very very good at uh, late late drama and uh, they certainly proved it last night fantastic uh, performance fantastic result great three points for Cork City especially considering their league form has been so patchy yeah. um, as of late um, like we saw that 2-2 two, two draw with um, with Longford Town last week when Longford Town were by far the better team and like in the league they, they haven't really been pulling up trees minute before that they just nearly got past Cole Ramblers drew at Waterford beaten by Treaty United so league form they weren't fantastically uh, going fantastically well but that's a huge result for uh, City against uh, Waterford and uh, it's always going to be hard against Waterford because they're always going to step up their game uh, playing such a big team like Cork City so um Look, fantastic three points, and I can't. I, look, I just can't wait now for next Friday night. What sort of team will Cork City face now? Like, obviously, look, I whether you what what you want to read into what John Caulfield said there is is up to you. But um, like, is this a defeated Galway United team now? They're going to face, or do you expect some sort of sting in the tail from the tribesmen? Well, you'd hope, like if you're a Galway United fan, it's like you're going to give it everything, get all the three points next week. But like from the sound of John Caulfield, I mean, like they're fully focused on the playoffs. Um, next week's game is it, it's it's a nothing game for them. And I asked him he's going to chop and change or place up for grabs, and he's like, sorry, we place up for grabs. So it's um it's 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 strange. It's strange. I heard it like suggested to me that John Caulfield might even make the playoffs. Um, considering Galway's um, run of form at the moment um, I think he will be in charge for the playoffs but even there like his chat with me there he's like oh the new owners are coming in at the end of the season he sounded like they sound to you in like a, a, a little bit like a man resigned um, yeah. that he might not be in charge next season yeah maybe you know I suppose how many seasons now have we seen him almost get that you know that title but only to have to go back into the playoffs again and it is quite demoralising I suppose when you keep having to have to go to the playoffs which are so difficult to get through you know yeah I mean like look at Galway's format they've only got one win in their last uh, five league games uh, and you've got to go back to, to Athlone Town the 22nd of, of um, July to go back uh, for their last win it's been a poor poor run of form for them and just John Hoffey just sounded like a man frustrated doesn't know why it's not working out he mentioned injuries and I was like it's a bad luck and it's not bad luck it's just it's not happening for them and I suppose that's always the way it's going to be like when when you're struggling you're struggling and they're definitely uh, definitely struggling at the moment well look next weekend the big red bench could be a serious celebration or else it might have to be put on ice for another week but we'll only find out next week next Friday is the big one Rory thanks a million thanks then yeah, Rory there on uh, last night's two huge results in the SSC Electricity First Division. And uh, here is Cork City skipper Keen Coleman on their win in Waterford last night. All right, delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Cork City skipper Keen Coleman. Keen, um, thanks a million for joining us on the Big Red Bench. No problem, thanks for having me. I imagine uh, it's uh, you woke up a happy man today. Obviously, uh, the results last night very favourable for Cork City in their hunt uh, for the first division title. I suppose first of all, look a mad game in Waterford, um, two late goals, um, but he, he dug in deep and despite conceding that equaliser, managed to come up with something in the end. Yeah, look, massive three points for us. Obviously, um, it puts us one step closer to where we want to get to. Like, um, I think many clear chances at all. Um, 
and then second half obviously we get the goal and then they get on to 10 men I don't think we played well after the 10 men I probably didn't keep the ball as well as we could have but uh, look it was dramatic in the end Like, but look it's three points it's all that matters at the end of the day so a huge win for us I suppose uh, the two goal scorers, Keane Murphy and Rory Keating, they're two men who have uh, stood up and uh, have been more than counted this year uh, when they were needed and they've provided a lot of crucial goals throughout the season. Yeah, definitely. Look, uh, Keats has been unreal all season. He's in, I think, that's his 12th goal of the season. And look, Murph works, works his socks off every week in, in training. You see, he's working hard, like in the last few weeks, you know. He hasn't got the goal he wanted, like, but last night, look, he got the goal. It was a great finish and very well deserved. Look, the two lads have been brilliant all season. And, they worked the, the hard work staff and them at the top of the pitch like and look at they got their rewards last night I suppose then like what was the did, did he go into the dressing room and, and find out the result from, from St. Coleman's Park then and what was the what was the reaction like when he, when he did see the result ah look we heard the City fans very celebrating during the game so we weren't sure what the score was winning. but to be honest with you, we, we, we don't worry about that till, till after the game like you said like um, we just focus on ourselves look we, we've, we did a nice gap and to, to add three points so it's good like so we weren't really worrying what was going on in the Galway game but we know now next week we just have to go up there and win and, and win the league that's it like you know I suppose that's what you wanted to do was put yourselves in a position to be able to go and secure a victory to secure that title and get back in the Premier Division yeah definitely look that's been the game all season look at the in pre-season when we came in look the manager and everyone knew the, the one goal was to, to win the league and get back to where the club belongs in the Premier Division like so look we're nearly there now, like so. Look, we just got to go finish the job. The last couple of weeks haven't been obviously as good as maybe the the couple of months before that. Um, how have you tried to maybe work through that? Was it a case of you know almost being within the touching distance that maybe a, a few nerves started to creep into some players, and you seem to be in just a you know a couple of difficult results and stuff like that, but nothing major, I suppose, at the same time. But just to drag yourselves out of that and to get another win on the board to keep going. Yeah, look, I suppose throughout the season there's going to be ups and downs. Like, but you know, obviously the last few games we haven't, we probably haven't played our best and we haven't got the results we wanted. But look, last night was three points. I felt we deserved. You know, we were we were unfortunate with some decisions in weeks gone by. But look, like I said, we hadn't played our best. And look, when it comes to this stage of the season, I think look, it doesn't matter how you play. To be honest, it's just once you get the win. Like, I think everyone will tell you that. Look, if you play badly and win, that's all that matters. Like, so look, second half last night wasn't our best, but we came out on top, and that's all that matters really. Colin Healy has been I suppose he's been very shrewd in terms of dealing with us in the media anyway I think last week was maybe the the most emotion he's probably shown in, in any of his interviews after the, the, the decision by the referee last week but I suppose to have someone like that who's so cool and calm generally he must just bring a nice kind of energy around the camp in, in this situation like this Yeah definitely look he, he's been there done it. he's played at the, the highest level um, across the water like so look he's seen it all so like, like I said if it's pressure moments like he'll talk to us and he'll help us because look he's seen it all and all you can do is learn from him as a player like and look he's a brilliant manager he's been unreal all season for us like and look he deserves nothing more than to get this club to back where he belongs because look he puts in hard work that I've seen no one else sees behind the scenes like so look we, we want to do it for the city we want to do it for the fans we want to we do it for him as well Excellent stuff Keen. well done last night and the very best of luck next week Cheers thanks very much yeah, Kitty, uh, sorry, City boss Keen Coleman there after last night's results. And uh, yeah, Friday is going to be huge away to Galway United. And one victory wins the league for Cork City. And uh, it means that the club go back into the Premier Division where they belong. Uh, right, it's all hurling after the break. The Big Red Bench. Game on. 
Saturday and Sunday from 6 Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. Aidan Lee here with you until 7 o'clock. And uh, from now on till 7, it's all hurling as, uh, I suppose... Well, the the Cork uh, the club championships are in full swing, and um, today was the uh, Co-op Superstores Premier Senior Hurling Championship relegation playoff, and it's Charleville who secured their place in the grade. They defeated Nimpiersig two twenty-seven to thirteen points in Mornabi. Um, the relegation playoff in the Senior A Hurling Championship was also down for decision. Killa defeated Ballymarshall one sixteen to thirteen points, and. In the um, intermediate, in the Premier Intermediate relegation playoff, Aerog defeated Yall three twenty one to three eleven. Andrew Horgan caught up with Aerog boss Paul Coakley. Congrats on the, the win. What were your thoughts overall on the performance? Yeah, so look, I suppose uh, started very well, uh, and we had focused on that because you know in in two of our group games we had started very poorly, uh, so we were delighted with the start, but kind of took the foot off the pedal a little bit. Let's say in the last ten minutes of the second or of the first half, and, and to be sure, you all kind of came into it. But um, look, I think we came out after half time and uh, really got into it and started taking off a few scores. So we were very happy, uh, and I suppose in reality we were. Uh, we were the stronger team in the second half and I suppose the, the score kind of reflected that in the end. Was there strong words from the management team so at halftime or was it just uh, about kind of getting them refocused I suppose? It was, yeah, it was about, about refocusing I suppose to, obviously did you all, like when you turn around a point up I think at halftime having probably led well in the first half. So look, no, I mean the players themselves you know, kind of knew that A, we were good enough to, to, to win it so the management hadn't an awful lot to say at halftime that, uh, you know, that, that changed it. I think we were all as a, as a group knew that we just had to come out and hit the ground running in, in the second half and look that, that kind of did it for us yeah, It's obviously a team effort and a squad effort but uh, Lark Considine up front um, it was probably a stand up performer on the day of- he, Lark was outstanding um, he was uh, I think, you know he got a lot of scores uh, you know he, he was really fresh today Lark struggled maybe with, uh, with, with with hamstring trouble and uh, today he was just bang on and just it showed he was he was outstanding he was really really strong today And what does it mean for Aerogno to, to stay at this level of early? It's huge I suppose um, these these are a huge two weeks for Airog. Um, look, you know we've had a few injuries and not making any excuses or anything, but you know we've we've been down a few key players all year in both codes. So from a, a hurling perspective, uh, it's 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 massive, right? So you know we were saying it there that you know we've we've worked really hard over the last couple of years to get up to to Premier Intermediate level, and it would have been an awful shame, I suppose, to to, to lose out today on that basis. And that kind of I suppose put a, put hunger into the guys uh, in terms of of their approach to the game today. And look. Again, another big game next next week to stay up in, in on the football side. Um, it, it's huge. I mean, it really means a lot, I suppose. And, and to stay at this level of hurling, and please God, we'll we'll have a full complement next year and, and and drive into it, I suppose, and 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 bear bear some fruit. I suppose we're very unlucky this year on that front. Yeah, and just on next weekend, obviously, this is probably the the perfect start to the week. That it's obviously great preparation that they're we'll be going in there, even confident, even if it was hurling Absol- going to the football. Absolutely. So look, there's a you know a high crossover in terms of. Uh, players uh, and we're heavily dependent both codes are heavily dependent on a, on a cohort of players there so um, yeah I mean obviously uh, it's great to get the win and then face into the week ahead uh, you know and, and you know ch- turning up next week uh, with the right attitude and the kind of attitude that the guys show today I'm sure they'll, they'll have every chance okay. that's the thing like that.
A Rogue boss Paul Coakley there with Andrew Horgan after their victory in the Premier Intermediate uh, relegation playoff. Bright Rovers in the last few minutes have progressed to the semi finals of the Senior A Championship. They've defeated Klein um, on a pretty big scoreline 424 to 211, and I believe Klein were down to 14 men as well. At 7 o'clock, it's Ballyhay versus Coursey Rovers. Now, um, last night's action, um, it was a huge win for Newtown Chandram. 123 to 23 points uh, a win over Glen Rovers in the quarterfinals the first quarterfinal of the Premier Senior um, Hurling Championship at Parky Cueve I spoke to Alan O'Brien a member of Newtown's uh, backroom team on the win last night Alright member of Newtown Shandrum Senior Hurling Management Team Alan O'Brien joins me on the line after a magnificent win last night over Glen Rovers in the quarterfinals of the Premier Senior Hurling Championship Alan thanks for joining us on the Big Red Bench as I said there, you know, what a what a win I suppose last night. Um just saw a couple of videos, uh, the highlights of the stream and uh Buff Egan there as well, uh, providing coverage. It looks like a great atmosphere. Yes, uh, we're delighted with the win. Um it was a we got a great start to the game, same as we have been doing all year in our matches and uh it, it filtered through the whole team and the supporters got in behind us and we took it from there and things went our way in life. I suppose from the the start of the championship and through the group stages, you would have been fairly happy with with the progression of the team and the performances throughout the the group stage. Uh, without a doubt, I suppose. Look at the start of the year, we set our target to try and get out of the group stage. Um, it's a very hotly contested championship, and the group stage is is really difficult. We got a bit of luck with uh, the Cantorca Middleton result the last day, but look, we're going to, we're hurling with freedom now, and we're going to trying to see where it takes us. A lot of people last night um, and the, the talk I suppose of the game was uh, Cahill Nocton uh, of course back this year and he put in a massive shift and a couple of scores towards the end of the game there to, to get you over the line they were they were super. Yeah well look, everybody is aware of um, Cahill's ability uh, he brings a great skill level uh, his experience uh, to the group and his dedication to looking after his body at 35 years of age is phenomenal and we're delighted to have him. And I suppose then mixing in with that experience is, you know, the likes of Tim O'Mahony of County Star, obviously at centre-back, but the long-range scores he's able to pick off, uh, especially last night, they're exceptional. Yeah, well, Tim is a, a leader for us. Um, like you said, an inter-county uh, player and... Tim has a great striking ability from long range and he's a fantastic player and look, all the players look up to him. Uh, he's a great man for the panel and he's a great lad with the younger fellas as well. You had to battle back, obviously. You led throughout the game uh, for, for most of it pretty much. The Glen then rallied in the second half and they got back into the lead um, and I suppose it took you know something from, from your lads to dig down and to retake the lead again. Yeah, well, it's something that's with the, the Glen, the Glen, like we have massive respect for the Glen. We know as players growing up in our day, we heard of the spirit of the Glen. And in fairness to the Glen in the second half, we know that they were going to come back to us at one stage. Uh, we spoke about it during the week and we got a massive effort. Our fellas dug in and uh, coming down the stretch, uh, really grit their teeth and took it back to the Glen and took the lead again at the end. 
it must be a great feeling around the parish this morning. Like obviously, look, Newton Chandram, they're the last. You're the last uh, club to win the the Munster Senior Championship. I believe I'm right in saying that. Um, yeah. But I imagine you know after I suppose a couple of years where you know you haven't exactly been at the at the, the the upper echelons of the championship, it's great to be back in now in a semi final, and it must be very exciting. Oh, it's very exciting, and you can see uh, the euphoria after the matches from our supporters, and uh, we do it for them. Uh, we do it for uh, the younger people in the club. The juvenile club is great, and the the older people in the the, the club as well. We've massive support. We've great support from local clubs. Uh, always have, uh, and look, we're just giving something back. They were starved of not been able to come to watch us over the last couple of seasons due to COVID yeah. and look they're buzzing and so are we to be honest Just on the game last night then uh, I presume that everyone came, did did everyone come through squad wise did you pick up any niggles or anything or are you all good? Uh, we have a couple of uh, niggly injuries afterwards uh, we just have to get him assist during the week and look, we'll take it from there for, we, have, we have a two week break now and we'll have to regroup and we'll see how we're fixed as the few niggles towards the end of the, the week this week you're hoping, I presume, then that you know the test last night will stand to come uh, the the semi final against Darren Zone, who obviously had the week off, having uh, automatically uh, got into the semi final. Yeah, well, you'll be hoping so. No, it's not set in stone that we're playing Aaron Zone in the semi final yet until the fixtures or the results of the matches tomorrow come in. But um, whoever it is, we will be hoping that we will be building momentum each game, and without doubt, last night's game will will stand us. Well, look, uh, like you said, fantastic win. Alan, thanks a million for joining us. That's no problem, Eden. Thank you. Yeah, I suppose great to see a club like Newton Chandram back in a semi-final, um, you know, steeped in history, I suppose, over the last, uh, especially, like you said, they're the last club uh, from Cork to win the Munster Senior Championship. So uh, it's certainly great to see them back in the big time. Now, two more semi-finals tomorrow and uh, two huge, huge games. First up at 2pm, it's Douglas versus St. Finbars at Parky Cueve. Doubleheader at Parky Cueve, of course. First up, let's hear from the Douglas manager, Marco Callahan. All right, Marco Callahan joins me on the line now, the Douglas senior hurling manager. Marco, I suppose um, mission number one was to make a, a quarter final, at least, I imagine, and you've achieved that. Yeah, um, exactly. It's look, the, the goal, obviously, going into the championship, uh, no, the first one is to get out of your group. Um, we've achieved that, yeah. And look, next one now, I suppose, for us, based on the last two years, is to go on now and win a knockout game, something we haven't achieved. Uh, so that's full focus now Yeah I suppose just, just on that uh, before we go any further Douglas have had a, a fairly impressive panel over the, the last uh, couple of years and do you feel now they are in a stronger place than ever this year? Uh, definitely yeah uh, look I, I, I suppose like we, we've always been known to have uh, have have great players and, and a great team um, and for us I suppose it was finding a, a right balance uh, not just in our, our 1 to 15 but but also the 15 to 30 um, where fellas can come on and make the impact when things aren't going right on the pitch and I think we have definitely found that balance this year I think we we full trust our four one to thirty panel know that that any one of the lads can do a job for us. I, th- I think the most impressive thing I suppose just looking at the the results this year the the scoring power two twenty four in both of the first two games um, overcoming the reigning champions Middleton of course in the first game and even in the loss to Newtown two eighteen you, you put up so I, I presume you'd be happy from from that point of view. Yeah, you can't not be but happy with it and and. Shane Brick there our trainer like he's putting a lot of work with the lads on the shooting because we, we found as well like for the last 
two years previous to this year that our, our shot selection and and you know the lads taking on the shots wasn't where they should be. Um, so you know the, the, the emphasis now was to, to get the ball to the to the right man in the right position. Doesn't matter whose name is on the scoreboard. Just just once that ball is going over the bar, and that's something the lads are doing this year um, and doing it very well so far. You face St. Finbars now in the quarterfinals. Um, I suppose the Bears seem to be waking up from their slumber a bit this year. Obviously, a club steeped in winning tradition historically. Um, what have you made of them so far in the championship? Asher, look, you, you, you can't help but be impressed with the Bears in their last two games. Uh, watched them against Blackrock and, and Sars, and you know, they're, they're a, a big, physical, uh, outstanding, hurling team. Some fantastic individuals and a, and a very well balanced team in general um, you know they're, they've been they're drilled by, by Joe Cunningham a, an excellent trainer and you know we're going to have our work cut out like come Sunday with them both sides have been able to rack up scores as we said you yourselves put up big scores in the group stage can we expect a shootout tomorrow uh, well if it is hopefully we come out the right side of it yeah, but, uh, yeah I suppose on paper that, that's what it's looking like at the moment yeah is that how do you then set up? I suppose the defence. Um, well, well, I suppose it's it's nice to know that you have the confidence in the forwards. But when you know you're facing such a potent attack, um, I suppose what's the plan in in that uh, case? What what do you say to your defenders before they go on the pitch? Yeah, look, you you always have trust in your defence, and, and you you leave that trust in them. Um, look, you look at the calibre of forwards that not just the Bears have, but a lot of teams have in Cork this year. You know you're not gonna you're not gonna shut them out. So it's just what you do to to keep the scoreline down as much as you can, and I think it just comes up to your shape and work rate and and all the, the, the little aspects that come with the defending. And look, we 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 trust our lads, as I said. We we know they know what they have to do in order to to cut that down, and, and hopefully we just get it right tomorrow. Well, Mark, it has the it has all the makings of a cracker tomorrow. At the very best of luck. Thanks a million. Cheers. Yeah, Mark O'Callaghan there of Douglas and they face St. Finn Bars. Here is Bars boss and Cork legend, Jor Cunningham. All right, delighted to say I'm joined on the line by Jor Cunningham, uh, who's over the uh, St. Finn Bars senior hurlers. Jor, uh, pleasure to speak to you. How are you? Not too bad at all, um, I suppose. Tomorrow, big day. I, I imagine you're happy to be in the quarterfinals, I suppose. That's job number one done anyway for the season. Yeah, yeah, we spoke about the start of the year. Is like you know, we found ourselves in a very tough group, and uh, you know, that, uh, just quite challenging. And uh, as you say, we're we're we've out of the group, and uh, um, actually, you know, we're actually glad to be in the, in the quarterfinal. Looking forward to tomorrow's challenge and what uh, what that will bring to us. Yeah, I suppose as well. You, you navigated that group fairly impressively as well. I imagine you were very happy with the performances you put in. Yeah, yeah, we got you know we got a we had the slow start. Um, you know, we. we um, uh, we came out, we came out of Mallow with a point against Charleville and you know we we faced Blackhawk and, and Sars two very two you know two very very good teams and uh, you know we uh, uh, were slow to get into the game against Blackhawk but uh, we recovered really well in the, the second half of the first half and then in the second half and kind of brought that game then again into the Douglas games or into the Sars game so um, you know it was that's as you say first job done like this to qualify in the, into the quarter final but you know this is now we're into the knockout stages and uh, you know it's a different ball game and a different challenge tomorrow. Is it too much to say uh, that you know it's it's like the the sleeping giant waking up again? Actually, look, no, we've you know we've you know we've been around at this stage at this stage for for a while. We've been missing so first time coming out of the group stages, and uh, you know we've put a lot of hard work uh, by a lot of people outside in the underage and uh, uh, 
sections of the club to bring try bring young lads through and you know I suppose we won the minor county a couple of years ago and we're kind of reaping the benefits now from well, I think we finished the last year with six or seven of that team uh, being on the pitch the last year which is great so that's so you know we've been working hard to try to get back to where uh, to be competitive at the closing stages of the championship and uh, you know we've been done for, we've been around for a while but looking forward to being back there tomorrow I imagine the community around Toker is excited to be back you know heading into Parky Cui for a big game yeah we've been you know we've had great support last couple of matches and hopefully we'll get the same tomorrow and uh, you know uh, you know the, the, the you know the club is uh, the hurling the hurling people have been uh, you know we we've been kind of uh, starved of success over the last number of years and we've you know we've uh, we've kind of piggybacked on the, on the momentum that the football has brought over the last few years and hopefully we can build on that and let's get used to playing at, uh, at that level again so like uh, you know there's been a great spirit there's been a great um, there's, been, there's been great momentum in the last couple of weeks and we're hopefully we can keep that going tomorrow. You face Douglas. Um, I suppose they've been very clinical in terms of scoring, and also yourselves as well have been well well able to put up the the scores too. Um, is it a case of just trying to match that scoring power, or can you do something to to stop them from from putting up a big score? Yeah, well, that's that's the challenge. You know what I mean. We've got some very very good teams, or good players. Douglas, very very good team. Uh, you know, so we've, we've, we have a massive challenge ahead of us tomorrow. So, like again, we have to. We've got to, as you say, reduce our scoring threat and uh, hopefully at the other end uh, try, to get our, try to get scores ourselves. So, uh, yeah, big challenge ahead of us tomorrow. Well, Jar, it's going to be a cracker of a game. Thanks a million for joining us on the Big Red Bench. No bother. Thanks, Ed. Yeah, and the very best of luck to Jar and St. Finbars and to Mark and Douglas as well tomorrow, 2 pm. St. Finbars versus Douglas at Parky Quay. Following that at 4 at the same venue, it's Emma Kelly, the uh, Colleges and Divisions Champions versus Black Rock, of course, County Champions two years ago. Here is Emma Kelly manager Dennis Ring. All right, the Emma Kelly senior hurling manager Dennis Ring joins me on the line. Dennis, thanks a million for joining us on the Big Red Bench. How are you doing, Eden? Not too bad at all. Uh, I spoke. Uh, I spoke to you before the divisions final against Avondhu. Um, a nice win in the final. Uh, job done into the quarter final. Now, how has preparations been over the last couple of weeks? I look, they've been okay. Obviously, it's been challenging because um, you know there's been a lot of activity on the club front, and I suppose that you know that's a positive in the sense that you know the clubs have been going quite well. Even up to last night, uh, both Liz Gould and Dungorny won. Um, today now we have Russell Rovers are involved and obviously Castle Martyr are involved. So, you know, it's busy from that point of view. But, the, you know, there's two sides to it, I suppose. Uh, the more successful the clubs are, the better uh, quality games the players are getting. And um, also they're, 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 they're in good shape. Um, I suppose the tricky element of it is that when it's on the weekend of the quarter final, you know, you're keeping your fingers crossed that, you know, number one, I suppose that fellas win their games, but also that they come through unscathed, you know. Yeah, I suppose as well, like, it's, you know, if you have players playing within a 24 and 48 hour window, like, you know, it's, it's, it, is, uh, it is quite a heavy workload on the players. Yeah, yeah, and that's challenging, very challenging. And, and you know, I suppose we, we have put a lot of emphasis on recovery and, and work to do that. To be fair, for the first two games, we didn't have that problem because um, we kind of had a clear run uh, for those two weeks, and um, it, it's it's a different challenge now. But um, in fairness, you know we, we've a very good backroom team um, who who are um, tireless, I suppose, in our efforts to ensure that everything is being put in place. And you know, even this evening. After the Castle Martyr Carrigal Line game, um, you, you know, we've plans in place to help recovery. And, you know, we're very fortunate. We've 
Patrick Hanley, who's our, our physiotherapist, but also, you know, he, he's very good on recovery and, and has a plan in place regarding that. And, and the backroom team, to be fair, are very strong for us, you know. You come up against Black Rock now, um, four o'clock in Parky Cueve, obviously county champions two years ago. But, you know, they've come through a really tough group stage. And is that something that you all, you, you envy that they've had those those really tough tests over the, the couple of weeks in the group stage? Yeah, well, in fairness, Aidan, you know, um, you learn an awful lot from tough games and, and you learn, you know, even in, in, in one of those games where they struggled big time, it, you know, they, they came back and, and um, they learned different things in each one of those games. And um, the reality is their team is evolving all the time. Now, they're a superb team. You know, they've dominated on the 21 level there for a number of years and have come through and seen that through with, 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 with um, Fergal Ryan, I suppose, at, at, at senior level. And, you know, very few people will ever forget that classic from a couple of years ago that they won against uh, uh, their close neighbours and, uh, uh, and rivals, uh, the Glen. So, like, they're a very experienced bunch. Um, I'd say they've got a lot of learning from those three games they've played and as a result of involved and look they're, they're you know they're very experienced management team look I did PE teaching uh, I sat down for four years alongside Louis Mulqueen so you know Louis is a very experienced manager and John Cormack you know and Jane Cormack what they haven't done for Jay uh, you know in Black Rock and, and their their sons and Jamie Harrington you know, you you have you have serious people who are involved, um, who are following up on the great work that Fergal Ryan has done with his management team, and you know we know that they won't leave any stone unturned, and uh, they will have got a lot from those three games, and um, they they you know even in those games there were times when they were absolutely flying, and there were times when they weren't going so well, and they also they responded on each occasion to, to, to you know to come out on the right side particularly I think against Charleville there really really difficult game and the Saros game was a, a remarkable game as well so you know against them you're, you're going for 60 minutes probably 70 minutes you know um, uh, they'll, they'll play it out to, 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 to the last to the last second and you have to be prepared for that and I suppose you know that'll be the challenge recovery wise for our lads after a very difficult weekend um, to be able to hang in there uh, and to be able to get over the line, um, you know, that that's going to be a logistical problem. It's going to be a physical problem. It's going to be an emotional and mental problem. And it's going to be a real test of our lads. And, and you know, we're really interested to see how they're going to respond to it. And, you know, thus far, everything would suggest that they're well able to do that. But, you know, time will tell. How exciting is it to be to be going back to Parky Cui for big games, and I suppose that makes it maybe a bit easier for the players as well. The fact that they're they're going to the to the big stage for the game, you know, and it gives them that extra extra bit of um, that extra bit of adrenaline, I suppose, heading into the heading into the cauldron of Parky Cui. Well, I suppose for the weekend that's in it, they 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 might relish a. a a pitch that mightn't be as expensive uh, after the challenge of the physical challenge they'll have had uh, Friday night and Saturday. But look, everybody wants to play in Parky Creek. Sure, it, it's a, it's a it's a magnificent theatre. You know, um, it's a fantastic venue and the business end of things. And you could even you know feel that vibe last night at the Newtown Glen game. You know the atmosphere there. You know it, everything goes up a notch and everybody wants to play there. And and from our lads' perspective, you. you you know, where else would you want to be? But there tomorrow evening at four o'clock representing a McKilly. 
Absolutely. Dennis, look, it's going to be a cracker of a game. The very best of luck. Thanks very much, Aidan. Thank you. Yeah, Immy boss, Dennis Ring there. Just before I get to the Black Rock camp, it's one all between Cork City and Wexford at halftime in the Women's National League. Christina Dring fired City in front um, fairly early on in the game, about 10 minutes in, and uh, they conceded an equaliser on the 40th minute uh, from the penalty spot. But halftime, one all, hopefully City can get uh, a well-earned result away to Wexford in the Women's National League. Now, let's finish up with our final um, interview uh, for tomorrow's semi-finals. Black Rock's Jamie Harrington. Jamie, of course, member of Louis McQueen's coaching staff. Uh, we've heard from Louis McQueen a couple of weeks ago at the start of the group stages. And as Dennis Ring said there, they're old college mates, uh, so they know each other well. Here's Jamie. All right, Jamie Harrington, a member of BlackRock Senior Hurling Management Team, is on the line. Uh, thanks for joining us, first of all. No other. I imagine, first and foremost, uh, you're just happy to be out of the snake pit of the group stages and into the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, we knew, obviously, when the draw was made way back along that it was going to be a particularly difficult group to get out of, and that is exactly how it kind of panned out. So we were just thrilled, really, to be kind of playing some kind of games again for a long time it looked as if we weren't going to be so happy out Yeah like uh, the last day you know really tense I imagine game against Charleville uh, a tough two point win 120 to 118 but it must have been great for the lads to get that sort of a test in It was It was, it was um, Look I suppose the way the way the group went people talked about um you know the group of death blah blah and all, all the, the comment was you know it was Black Rock Sars and the Bars um, which was huge disrespect to Charleville. I mean, Charleville were exceptionally good against the Bears. They were good against Sars, and they were really good against us. So, um, we, yes, they got a test, but we, we, we knew they would, and we expected the whole time. Um, like, they have some seriously good players in Charleville, and they're very lucky to be in relegation finally again. But we were we were happy with it. We were particularly happy with how calm we were with Corvinor to go 10 minutes to go. Um, didn't play well up to that point, but when we were two or three points down facing in the stretch again we, we played well at the critical moments in the game and showed a bit of calmness and a bit of maturity and a bit of hunger so if we can bring that forward we'd be really happy yeah. that would that would be ideal uh, Louis McQueen has joined as uh, manager this year of course um, a man with plenty of experience inter-county wise and everything like that I spoke to him before the first uh, group game he seems really energetic uh, a good character what sort of impact has he made with the club? Yeah he's um He's an amazing character. He he managed to drive down from from Ennis there, looks after school of a six or seven hundred, and gets into the car and comes down to us two hours in the car, and erupts out of the car every single night. Um, the energy is just is just phenomenal. I mean, if 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 we could, his experience is great, his knowledge is great, his understanding of it, his training methods are fantastic. But like, it's just the energy um, and the total belief in what he's doing, what 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 the players are capable of. If the players could take half the belief he has in them and play with it, um, we will be very close to beating or being with most teams anyway, certainly. Um, Squad-wise, heading into this weekend, are there any worries? Um, yeah, there probably are. Um, Key McCarthy is, is kind of out long-term. He he played the first two games, um, didn't play the last day against Charleville. John O'Sullivan picked up a bit of a knock against Charleville. So, yeah, he's available to start, but he might not have enough done to get a start but he will be in and around it but hasn't done much work but apart from that you know considering we're working on a panel of, of 30 you know one and a half injuries isn't, isn't too bad like you know so we're happy enough um, Immy Killy I suppose are a difficult team to prepare for 
I suppose considering they've played fewer games compared to the other teams in the championship and also I suppose really the the divisional final was the only big test they got yeah it was and I'd say Avondu didn't have their best even that evening either um, look in, in McKinley yeah we we know what the team is going to be. We'd imagine. Um, we, um, I've been involved back up in the for a couple of years, so we'd have, I'd have come across Castle Martyr and Liz Gould, and we'd have had match against Dungourney and and you know most of those clubs. So we'd know all the players really well. Um, and within McKilly, it's, it's like every 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 other team. You can have loads of small plans if you want, but at the end of the day, Joyce will be centre back, Carney will be centre forward, wing forward. We have to compete with these two or three marquee players, and then we can figure out the rest of it. Um, we know Brian Lawton's to do how he'll play, how he'll come in and out of midfield, and how he'll you know forage your own things and we know how good John Cronin is we know how good Willie he is this won't be a surprise to us um, so we'll have plans they might not be exactly the plans that we think they're going to be because of the nature of Immokili but we have as much done as we want to have done while kind of remembering that our main focus is that we perform so we're not getting too carried away with how Immokili line up we need to get ourselves right first and that's kind of where we've been at I suppose then finally it must be exciting to be heading back to Parky Cui for a big championship game yeah, it is actually it's strange. Um, <laughs> it's we've been in Parky Ring for two hours and, and Mallow for one, which has been great. Um, Parky Cree will be different. Like even the discussion last night, like we don't know what the pitch will be like. Assuming it'll be good, short stud, long studs, no one knows. Um, parking, you know, there's all sorts of stuff that comes up with it. But just the atmosphere, I suppose, and and the knowledge that once you're down there, you're in the critical part of the championship. That it's, you know. It, it's obviously knockout. We've seven months of work on this thing. We hope to progress. We hope to perform. And when you're in Parky Cueve, it's one of those places where the big players will play and some players won't play. And we really hope that on the day that our, um, our 15 or our 20 can, can give a performance that they're proud of. Absolutely. Well, Jamie, look, shape not to be a huge weekend, an exciting weekend in the Premier Senior Hurling Championship. Thanks for joining us and the very best of luck. No worries. Thanks very much. Yeah, Black Rocks, Jamie Harrington there. That's all we have time for. You can catch the Big Red Bench podcast on redfm.ie. Rory will be along tomorrow evening for Sunday's Big Red Bench. Stevie G is on the way next. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM.